1: Saku Smith, John Schumann, the Hang Time Podcast, instant analysis here on the floor at Quicken Loans Arena. The Golden State Warriors walk the Cavs down in game three, rally for a 110 102 victory to take a 3 0 lead in this series. Kevin Durant, John Schumann, Kevin Durant. He did it again. He's a savage, unreal. I mean, he did it without the Splash Brothers having a anything close to a splash brothers kind of night he he outplayed lebron james again on this floor in this space in that time he's making everybody reconsider now who's going to be the mvp of this series i'm serious you almost have to reconsider that that vote that you were going to give to steph who really struggled tonight one one for 14 until the end when he made a couple shots but this was a kevin Durant night again
0: I'll put off the uh, MVP thoughts until at least the fourth quarter of (laughs) of Game 4. Curry, yeah, Curry, 3 for 16, his worst uh, shooting night of his postseason career. And 1 for 10 from 3. He had a big one late.
1: Huge, yes, huge.
0: Um, But Durant, 43 points. I mean, he basically carried this team. It was almost like he was LeBron carrying, carrying the Cavs. 43 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists. Um, He was 5 for 6 from mid-range, 6 for 9 from threes. The 6 threes are a career postseason high for him. Wow. So that's 11 for 15 from outside the paint. His teammates from outside the paint, 4 for 22.
1: It was shocking. I didn't even realize how poorly the rest of those guys were shooting it until late, when I looked and saw Steph was one for fourteen, but when you got a guy playing as well as Durand did tonight, he literally and, and this is funny, people complaining about him playing this way <laughs> in the conference finals. You know, when they they they're ISO and he's playing like this against Houston. This is the same thing he was doing against them, but when you're knocking down shots at that clip, it's hard it's hard to complain about. It's hard to it's hard to bellyache about a guy when he makes shots like that in these moments.
0: I still feel like he was a little bit more decide. I think he was quick, quick to get into his into his rhythm, into his shot more than he was. I, I keep coming back to it in fourth quarter, game one, where I think that really stagnant. Um, yeah, I mean, T- Clay Thompson had a pretty quiet night. Um, Andre Iguodala, I think, made and it came in and made, made an impact, but was he was afraid, laboring? Afraid
1: to shoot. He was laboring on that leg too.
0: Yeah, and just afraid to shoot from the outside. I mean, he was left open several times and was was quick to pass but made some up. great
1: plays late true
0: true like he 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 was a plus 14 too. the dunk right? he
1: made you know the dunk he had his I thought his biggest play of the night was a, the steal on the baseline of Kevin Love yep um that was humongous I mean just this everything that you would need from him late in the game that you didn't have previously you got yeah, you yeah. know
0: I'm just saying offensively, all their all their other perimeter perimeter players either shot poorly or didn't shoot at all. Yeah. And and Durant another, picked up the slide.
1: Another guy I wanna make sure we highlight and don't forget about the the plays he made. Draymond Green, I can't tell you how many times he sacrificed, you know, taking a layup or throwing up a, a floater or a shot at the rim to get you know, to get an alley oop to Bell or to you know to JaVale or, make, you know, get an opportunity for somebody else to get it a shot.
0: He was great as the sort of outlet on Curry pick and rolls with one of the other bigs. Um, they'd run a pick and roll, start first possession of the game. They ran a pick and roll with, with McGee, or one of the first possessions. And instead of Curry trying to make the play himself, Draymond flashed to the ball, caught the pass, and then he's the one who hit the roll man. Uh, with the lob, he did that a handful of times in this game. Um, a terrific playmaker, obviously. And, and and again, it was a lot of uh, the Warriors taking advantage of Cavs mistakes defensively. Whether it be, you know, a pin down screen for one of their shooters and two guys going with the shooter, and the and the guy who set the screen now all alone for a layup underneath. Um, you know, botched switches like that. Um, you know, Jr. Smith unable to contain ball handler one on one. Um, you know, we just saw a lot of more, you know, a lot more defensive mistakes from the the Cavs that you know the Warriors uh, continue to take advantage of.
1: So many of of Cleveland's flaws unmasked and exposed in, in this, you know, in this series, um, you know. And then you look and go, well, they've been so close, you know, like, or they had a lead early tonight, playing with the energy, vibing off the building, you know, with the crowd into it. But then you look up at halftime and Durant, he's got twenty four. <laughs> So he, I mean, he's, you know, he's he's got them in the game strictly because of how how well he shot it. I mean, they they, they could have been blown off this court. Yeah, he I if mean, he doesn't do what he does. First quarter, he yeah. kept
0: them in the game. Fourth quarter, he won the game basically.
1: Yeah. Do you, do we have to reevaluate as well? There's a lot of chatter. You know, Durant's not playing. He's not as sharp as he was last year. You know, in his first season with the Warriors. Might need to pump the brakes on that a little bit, no? I mean, he's been good. He hasn't been galactic like he was last year. I mean, they were 16-1. and one. They mowed everybody down. I mean, it's been a bit more of some heavy lifting. But, I mean, he's been really good.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you can you point to a couple things this year where, you know, their defense just wasn't uh, as sharp, obviously, in the regular season. I think the injuries hurt them in the early rounds of the playoffs. You know, Curry, obviously... Uh, Curry injury obviously early, uh, the Iguodala injury last four games of the Houston series, and then obviously the first two games of this one, um, you know where you haven't they haven't really been at peak Warriors form, um, very much. You know we saw I think we saw it in game two for 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 the most part. Yeah. Um, but you know they yeah they obviously haven't hit their peak and sustained that level. Um, for as long as they did uh, a year ago,
1: as you're watching them, kind of, I always use that phrase. It's a track phrase. Walk, you know, you walk somebody down. It's like if you're in a, tr- if you're running the quarter mile, and you're in third place, and then you hit the last hundred meters, and and you catch the whoever's in the lead, you walk them down. This felt like that. When it got, we got in the third quarter. I thought, all right. They've walked them down. Cleveland battled back. I mean, they fought back, and you know they didn't buckle like I, you know they could have collapsed in the third quarter. They fought back, but they just didn't have enough. You know, just I mean, is that more about the Warriors and what they do, or more about Cleveland and what they don't do?
0: I think it's both. I mean, let's 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 make it clear: the Cavs are not very good uh, for a Finals team. Um, Their cumulative playoff point differential now is minus 15 which means over the course of these playoffs they've been outscored by 15 points that tells you that they're not that
1: great um by the way that was charles barkley yelling in the background (laughs) for anybody wanting to know he's yelling to jared greenberg we got a little bit of everybody in the uh nba digital slash turner sports family down here doing business after this game so we're not going to apologize for it um just want to make sure we let you know who it was
0: but this looked a little bit like first two possessions, Cavs hit threes. And then you're like, oh, wait a minute. Let's look back to game four last year when they hit 24 threes. And it's like, uh-oh, are we getting one of those games? Right. But, you know, they never uh, – in first quarter they led by as much as 12. Um, third quarter I believe they led by as much as 13. Um, 12 and 13 to the Warriors. That's not that's, enough. Yeah, that's no. not enough. and you know, And, you know, even when Curry was – you know, zero for nine from three. You knew that he, he was going to get at least one more up, and he hit it. And and you know, the Warriors just too good. I mean, too many weapons. They could they could have the best shooter in NBA history shoot three for sixteen. They can have Rodney Hood have.
1: Rodney Hood was, best game, was fantastic. Best yeah. game of his postseason. I thought he did exactly what you wanted him it, to it, do. It's
0: amazing. The Cavs had Curry go three for sixteen. They had a great game from Rodney Hood, and they lost. I mean, that tells you. You know, they are a flawed team, especially on that defensive end of the floor.
1: Was there a deflating feeling for you, for, for the Cavaliers, as they walked off this court tonight? I mean, game four, I know last year, similar situation where, you know, they got to go and win a game four to, you know, prolong the series. And, you know, LeBron, you know, you, you say to yourself, this might be the one of the two or three greatest players in the history of the game. He's not getting swept. Well, it's going to be tough. Gonna be tough to hold off this Warriors team when they smell blood, and and the chum is in the water the way it is right now.
0: You know, I'm never gonna. You ask me what's gonna happen on any particular night, I'm never gonna give you a definitive answer. Anything right. can happen. Right. You know. You know. You can ask me Friday. You know. Do you think who do you think's gonna win? And I say, well, you know, the Warriors are the better team, but who knows? And and that was the case last year, and we knew the Warriors wanted that game four because they yes. had a chance to go sixteen and zero and make history. Um, but that Cavs team was better than this one. I that agree. That Cavs team had Kyrie Irving. This one does not. I agree, and that makes a big difference.
1: I agree with you one hundred percent. That's Game Three, and 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 it's in the books now. People can digest it. But there's, uh, let's talk now about Game Four. I mean, where there's such a short turnaround, we're, we're talking about. You don't get two days to to sit back, recover react watch the film adjust and come back out swinging for what you hope is going to be a long series this is this is this is cutting time potentially for both teams game 4 friday night could be and and I'm not big on dramatic shoe but this could be the end of an era for Cleveland, potentially. It could be the last 48 minutes of the second era of LeBron James in a Cleveland Cavaliers uniform. I don't.
0: For the fifth time in this postseason, it could be LeBron's last. <laughs> or four, fourth time in this
1: postseason,
0: excuse me. Fourth time in this postseason, it could be LeBron's last game with the Cavs.
1: When, when I think about the heavy lifting that LeBron has had to do, Shoe, it's not just evident that, that he doesn't have the. the the necessary parts to compete at the highest level. Um, when you had Kyrie and Love and some of the vets they had, as you mentioned, on the team last year or the year before when they won a championship, the year before that when they won two games against the Warriors, that was a different type of team, a different stock. All the, all the moves Kobe Altman made this year, the team they went to training camp with, not being the team they went into the playoffs with. We mentioned Rodney Hood. Was it too much even for to, to ask even for LeBron to get this team to a legitimate opportunity to to beat the beat this Warriors team?
0: I'm just looking at this game three box score. He played 46 minutes and 52 seconds, 47 minutes. He had a
1: 33 point triple double.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's the one thing I mean, we've talked about this before with with the the switching defenses that we have now. It's a lot of one-on-one basketball, and you need guys who can break defenses down playing one-on-one. Um, Kyrie Ir- Irving was that other guy for the Cavs. Um, you know, we saw a little bit of from Rodney Hood in Game Three, but it, it wasn't enough. Um, you know, with no other guy that can really break defenses down by himself, there. You know, LeBron carries such a burden offensively. Um, you know, the Warriors are if LeBron's. Outside the paint, the Warriors are staying at home, and so he has to get into the paint not only to get his own shots because his jumper now seems to be an issue, um, but also to get shots for for other guys. Like, unless he gets into the paint, those other guys aren't getting open. Yeah. Um, And like I said, his jumper itself, he was one for six for three. That three came late that he made. And he did not attempt a mid-range shot at all in Game Three. Right. And this is a guy that was shooting 48 percent from mid-range up until uh, up until Game Three, and, and that which was he was the second best mid-range shooter behind Kevin Durant in
1: these in these playoffs. I love the way he was attacking the rim though, because nobody can deal with him. He attacks the rim, but you even LeBron can't sustain continued attacks, you know, to the rim like that, and do all the other things you're asking him to do. He's, shoot. He's handling the ball like a point guard. You used to have to guard the other team's best player potentially for you to to have an opportunity to win at this level. Um, you you need him to score, facilitate, defend. Without a number two, the caliber of Kyrie Irving, I'm, I, I don't. And nobody's apologizing for LeBron. I don't want this to sound like me making excuses for him, but really, I mean. It,
0: at this level, at this it, level, like yeah, yeah. at this level, where you're playing, maybe the greatest team we've ever seen, right. greatest yeah. collection of talent we've ever seen. I mean,
1: shoot, stop, wait, a minute. don't, don't, don't go there. Let's
0: one of the one of one the greatest of the, yes, teams okay. we've right. ever seen. I, I know because I'm saying that's in the a, finals. Like, that's a podcast for another yeah, like, day. Yeah, the, I don't the wanna... standard become like what you need just becomes that much greater, and like you even see it in in after timeouts. After timeout plays, I was, you know, the Cavs had a a timeout, I forget it was third or fourth quarter. I was like, oh, let's see what they drew up. But basically all they're drawing up is let's get a a switch for LeBron LeBron. and let him play one-on-one, whether it be on the perimeter or in the post.
1: You know what I thought was, this has been the fatal flaw of the teams that have faced the Warriors in these playoffs. At least the last two. They spent so much, and I, I covered the Western Conference Finals. So I watched them in all seven games against Houston. They spent so much time trying to isolate Stephen Curry as some kind of defensive liability shoe that to me Houston did it to a fault. You know, where James Harden and Eric Gordon end up dribbling a combined a thousand times in a game seven. They took a thousand dribbles almost. Trying to you know, trying to exploit a defensive mismatch that in the final analysis really doesn't turn out to work in your favor. And now Cleveland, LeBron tonight. I, were, I counted three or four possessions where they had to screen multiple times to get Steph on. Like George Hill is running Steph to him, and that takes up clock. That takes up time. You don't, yeah. you don't, you don't get in an offensive flow. So that means if he's got to make a pass to somebody else to to get them a shot, they're getting it with less time to work with. And I if mean,
0: if the Warriors rotate to that first guy, yes. yeah, you, you're 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 running out of time. And I just we yeah. saw that a lot in Game One too. Yeah. Like even. That was you know, obviously the Cavs best game in this series, but the, the the curry switch didn't really work out for the Cavs as much as maybe you thought it did in hindsight. It did in late in the fourth, but there's a lot of um, a lot of that action where they try for the switch once, Durant sort of fights through the screen to get back in front and they gotta do it again and then all of a sudden now you're you're running into a late clock situation and, and that's 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 tough to operate, you know consistently and
1: i understand the theory don't get me wrong i understand exactly why you would do it but how many times a 65 win team that honestly didn't have to have chris paul to play with in the deciding games so that has to be factored as well but it didn't work for the rockets so why would cleveland a lesser team in every measure defensively doesn't don't shoot it as well as the rockets why would cleveland think that that strategy would work for them
0: Well, what's the other strategy? You know, the the, the Warriors are...
1: They're juggernaut. Let's not...
0: Yes. When they have... When they're at their best, they are the best team. They're the best offensive team in the league. And when they're dialed in, they are the best defensive team in the league. I mean, they are that good. They just have... Like, where Curry is the the one weak spot, and he's not that... uh, He's not the weakest point guard defender in the league yeah by, by, by i don't a know why shot. people keep
1: treating him like that
0: but well it's because they have great defenders everywhere else right. basically i think the only weak spot that the Cavs can really attack other than curry's is, is javel mcgee when he's out there because right. his ability to sort of contain um in space is not that great but um you know the warriors aren't going to play javel all that much especially now that equal is back and the and the Cavs can play more minutes at with draymond green at center right
1: um Sure, I'm, I'm. We're gonna have plenty of time to talk about the future here in Cleveland. What happens after July first? You know, free agency. Um, but if if you're looking at this now, and, and you're LeBron James, and you're 33, and you're 15 seasons in, and you just played 82 games, and they made they flipped this roster twice, and from the way I understand it, you were not consulted from the jump either time. You weren't... When they traded Kyrie, you were not brought in and informed of how this was going down. You were just told, hey, we're trading Kyrie, period. And if you're LeBron James and you've committed what you've committed to Northeast Ohio, to the Cleveland Cavaliers as an organization, and now they want you to help continue this, how do you... How do you approach that conversation now? And we're going to finish this instant analysis of Game With, 3 LeBron, up on that. With some LeBron speculation? Well, why I mean, we'd be, we'd be mean, remiss if we didn't. I've heard, it's it, hovering. It's I've, hovering over this whole thing.
0: I've heard the Cleveland writers put it this way, and I, I I can't disagree. If if he's making a basketball decision this summer, he's not staying in Cleveland. If, if it's more about family and uh, where his kids are going to school – then then maybe Ben Cleveland has a shot.
1: Business decision for LeBron James could could come sooner than anybody expected. Game 4 on tap Friday here at Quicken Loans Arena could be the last game of an era for LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Could be the final 48 minutes of not only his season but his tenure in a in a Cleveland Cavaliers uniform and and it's sad to me that that's going to be for 24 hours that's going to be on everybody's mind when we probably should be celebrating the fact that as you mentioned this is one of the best most beautifully assembled basketball teams that we've seen in the history of this game in in the Golden State Warriors and they got a potential sweep on their hands if they can finish this thing off Friday night
0: and most importantly we only have two more days perhaps to eat at the Tang Cafe.
1: That's a very good point. We, we probably this probably pushes up our, our 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 deadline. We need to get there tomorrow for sure. Meet us just in everybody, case, everybody.
0: Everybody listening, meet us at the Fotang Cafe.
1: Maybe do a little maybe do a little extra podcasting when we get over there. Um, it's gonna be interesting. Game four on tap could be the end of the NBA postseason. For the Golden State Warriors, Cleveland Cavaliers, Sekou Smith, John Schumann here at and Loans Arena. We appreciate you. We'll talk to you next time on the Hangtime Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Hangtime Podcast. And be sure
0: to subscribe on Apple Podcasts for a new episode every Thursday
1: this season. And as always, Sekouna Matata.